What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Um, doing well. Looking forward to uh, this afternoon's uh, mm-hmm. discussion. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, it's going it's to be a lot of fun. Uh, we spent a few days putting this one together. Uh, this is about the upcoming COVID-19 vaccine and where it's coming from. I think that's kind of important. We just kind of accidentally tripped over it the other day and... We started to look around. We started to find out, you know, who some of the major players are and where all the money's coming from, because that's what they say. Follow the money. And once we started to dig, Mm -hmm. we thought, wait a minute, once we start kicking doors open, we're like, hey, that's that's Bill Gates. right? All right. Well, I'll go over here. All right. Let's start kicking that. Wait a minute. That's the World Economic Forum. Didn't we just talk about them with the uh, the global reset using COVID-19 as a cover? Yeah. Now, now all of a sudden they're involved in vaccine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to get into that later on today. So you don't want to miss later on this afternoon. So uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the the upcoming COVID-19 vaccine and where it's coming from and who has the money behind it. That's what we're going to be discussing. So this morning, though, what do we have for this morning? I tell you what, let's start with this one. We had a near miss over the weekend, didn't we? Near miss. We did. We about got, we about got smashed. There was a pickup truck sized asteroid that flew within 2000 miles of Earth on Sunday and NASA didn't even see it. Yeah, so it's uh, uh, I'm assuming this is uh, let's see size of, yeah yeah this one uh, maybe we have different articles but this one's saying it was 1830 so 1830 yeah 30 yep 1830 okay okay so I was just um, I was est- I was just rounding up estimating okay okay gotcha gotcha I didn't know if it was just different articles um yeah it it passed by now it passed over the southern Indian Ocean um it was anywhere from 10 to 20 feet uh, in size. Now, when you have something that size uh, come into our atmosphere, into our atmosphere, typically it disintegrates uh, long before it hits the ground. And depending on its makeup, it might actually do what it did in Russia to um, uh, the one that blew up over the factory and did a lot of damage to like windows and whatnot and damaged uh-huh. the factory. Yeah, yeah it, it can. It's possible to do something like that depending on its makeup. If it's uh, denser, something that's not going to break up or, or burn up quickly in the atmosphere. So iron, for example, uh, that one would probably make it to the, to the uh, Earth's surface. Uh, but it would be much smaller than 10 or 20 feet. It would probably be about the size of your fist, more than likely. And they were saying this was actually moving slower uh, than some that in our atmosphere. So uh, it was moving... They said eight miles per second, which is still really fast, but it's still below the the twenty two thousand miles an hour for um, telecommunication satellites. Don't we have detection systems? I mean, shouldn't this thing have been caught, or was it just too small? So we do have detection systems, and that's actually how we found this. the um, the The monitor that found it is actually looking for asteroids the size of four hundred and sixty feet or more. Uh, those ones are considered to be possible to do a lot of damage. We're, we're talking like, you know, city blocks or or entire cities, depending, um, or, or even worse, you know, I mean, planet crackers. But those typically we, we can see 
a lot easier when they're that big coming towards the planet. But yeah, they just happen to see this one. Let's see the they're saying it says here the one that happened in Russia uh, back in 2013. That was actually 66 feet long or wide, however you want to say it. Uh, so quite a bit bigger, about three times the size. But nonetheless, that that's uh, that size of an object. You know, you, you've seen how much damage it did. That's <laughs> That's something to keep in mind with these, these these kind of objects. When they're moving at eight miles per second, it does not need anything in their explosive. This just kinetic energy alone will create massive craters. I mean, we're creating weapons that do the same thing. We've kind of talked about like rail guns and stuff. Those only move at two miles per second, roughly. It's so 1.8 to two miles a second. These are moving at eight miles a second. So a, a small object you can have something the size of you, you know, like your fist. Uh, when you're when you propel it at those speeds, our current technology for like armor plating on like tanks and whatnot, it will smash straight through that. I've seen a railgun go through like twelve feet of, um, or excuse me, twelve inches of steel, and it was I a it just a test. Was, it, was in that video you sent me that I saw one time. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, well, and that that was early the, testing for the railgun. Wasn't the initial shot of that like a couple hundred miles away or something? Uh, it was a mile away, yeah. So uh, the the weapon itself is capable of current rail de- railgun technology is capable of firing a projectile 200 miles, and the kinetic energy that it has at 200 miles is the same as our current weaponry um, with explosives in it at 20 miles. So I, I mean that that that's a pretty substantial advancement there. You know, so right. that, that's that's one of the reasons they're going towards this. So that in mind, that actually could be a, a technology that we use to to target these asteroids like that, propelling something at high speeds and smashing into it and causing it to blow up earlier in the atmosphere, breaking it up or even catching it before it enters our atmosphere and causing it to fracture in space. And then when it does finally hit our atmosphere, it uh, burns up. So that that's this, um, this also kind of goes to the larger agenda of getting us up into space, right? If we can get orbital platforms right. up there with with, you know, kinetic weapons or something on them. Hey, you take the vacuum of space, right? Zero, uh, zero gravity. Then, I mean, you, you throw a kinetic weapon in that. Do you have any idea? I mean, my God, you know, that would, yeah, <laughs> that would be exactly, um, you know, you're dealing with force resistance here on uh, here on down on the planet, but up in orbit. So that'd be something else. Yeah. That's the other thing. So uh, railguns here, they they typically use uh, tungsten rods because um, the the high heat uh, from friction traveling through the air, uh, mm-hmm. it basically turns that tungsten rod to a molten state, more or less, or, or superheats it. And when it comes into contact with things, it's like a knife through butter, right? It just punches straight through it. Now, in space, you don't have that, but you're still going to have the huge amount of kinetic energy. And upon impact, it would it would superheat things just from the friction of, of that. Now, that I think is part of Space Force's uh, goal is to protect us from those kind of things. Also protecting us against possible aliens. I, I know aliens, we, we kind of talked about that. We don't really believe in them. However, we don't think they're alone. We're alone in the universe. Nonetheless, that is a possibility that they are looking for just in case, but it's also protecting us against um, other nations that might do us harm and their weapons. So uh, if we get the other thing, we get kinetic weapons in space. You don't really stop that. Uh, If it's capable of surviving the atmosphere uh, and hitting a target, I don't know how you defend against that, uh, to be honest. Uh, Yeah, it's um, that that's really how do you how do you shoot a projectile 
with another projectile that's moving eight miles a second. That that that's that's pretty I'm fast. Not, that's I'm not, that's I'm like not sure. Like, <laughs> to, to be honest with you, Bruce, I mean the 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 solution to this has already been found. They made a movie on it. It was called Armageddon. <laughs> right. That's isn't. I mean, that's reality, right? It, it was. I mean, we actually did that, right? Bruce Willis actually right, came right. down. Yeah, and said, <laughs> that was a, Yeah, that was a documentary. Yes, you're right. You're right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The reenactment of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, I, I want to get off onto this point right here. Laura Loomer. She won her primary seat in Palm Beach, Florida. Have you heard of this woman? Yeah. So. I'm wanting to say this is the one that the media is touting as being the QAnon believer and this this conspiracy yeah. theorist. They keep saying, yeah, yeah. Um, she look, she's been trying to run for Congress. I mean, this is not her first attempt, but uh, she's been banned all across social media. And the, we talked about her, I think, recently, just very briefly, just just very briefly. And she was. She was actually she uh, her Twitter post and I think her account was being sh- her account were being shut down or something of that nature by her actual or no her text messages it was her text message her text messages actually got turned off like she couldn't send a text message through her provider and she thought what's going on here well her opponent was actually one of the biggest recipients from the telecom company that she was with and she actually had proof of the um, the the congresswoman's Twitter feed from the telecom company itself, praising her, talking about how great she was. Uh, And she's received Mm. campaign contributions from them before. So that doesn't look suspicious or anything. No, no, not at all. But she's going against a four-term, let me see, four-term representative, Lois Frankel, who is a Democrat uh, in November in the general election. And she served in Congress, the, the incumbent, has served in Congress since 2013 and ran unopposed two years ago. And she, let me see, easily defeated a primary challenger, uh, Guido Weiss, a former legislative assistant for Representative Tulsi Gabbard uh, from Hawaii. So, you know something? I, I'm glad. I'm glad Loomer made it, right? I'm, I'm glad she made it because this is uh, th- this is big. She's been a thorn in the side of the Washington establishment for quite some time, not just because of the fact that she's been running for Congress. It's because that she's such an outspoken individual. And she is... She's one of these people that, and I heard her give an interview just the other day, and she said that, look, the only reason she's running largely is because of everything that's going on. All of the censorship that's happening, all of the people that are being taken down off of Facebook and Twitter, you know, she got taken down a couple of years ago and yeah. she hasn't been able to uh, to speak largely since then. She's also, I think she has, uh, I think she has one of her own podcast shows. I'm not entirely sure on that, but I think she does. And she said that her main issue is law and order, but she also wants to look at the fact of the censorship. She doesn't want other people growing up in a society where this kind of behavior is tolerated. And I don't blame her. I don't blame her. None of us want this. None of us want to be censored. None of us want to be shut off. You know, we're constantly thinking about that. So none, none of us want to be shut down. You know, as much as I don't like organizations like CNN uh, or, or excuse me, let me, let me put it this way. As much as I don't like individuals such as like Bill Maher, right, on HBO, Real Time with Bill Maher. OK, I've mentioned him many times here before. I don't like the guy, but I don't like him on issues. I don't like him on policy. I have no idea how he is individually. I'm sure he's probably a nice guy behind the scenes. I don't know. But on issues, I have a problem with him. But it's his right to speak it. He has a right to say that. And if someone goes for him, someone goes for him to take his speech away, then I would speak out against that because it's his right to speak just as anyone else. Alex Jones is another guy that's been censored, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you agree with him or not, it doesn't matter. It's his right to speak it. Now, this is where we differ a little bit, Bruce. 
in what is considered to be free speech. Well, I mean, Mm -hmm. I I agree that free speech, in a sense, comes with responsibility. It's up to the individual to be able to know what they should and shouldn't say. When you get into the Mm -hmm. realm of uh, hatred, racism, bigotry and all that stuff. Okay, I, I draw the line there. You know, you, you can't you can't do that, though. I believe that your stance on that is that society should be able to make the determination uh, as opposed yes. to yeah. the company or whoever it is that would be taking them down. Uh, and in case in yeah. point, I'm referencing someone extreme like David Duke. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I don't agree with the with a single thing that the guy has to say. I never have. He's a bigoted racist as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't like the fact that he had a platform for as long as he did. But I mean, they, and they took him down. I think he he had a Facebook for a while, but it was recently just taken down. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, look, I, I don't I don't like the guy. I, I don't. And I don't think that uh, I don't think he has a right to go out there and preach that nonsense. But I mean, I, again, it's it, it's a pick and choose your battle on it, I suppose. But if somebody's mm-hmm. simply disagreeing with someone on issues, that's one thing. This is someone that disagrees with people just because of what they look like or what their genetic makeup is. And that's not right. That's not right. That's not that's yeah. completely different to me as basing an argument on someone off of issues or banning someone based off of issues. Yeah. See, uh, so we we agree on the the like those kind of things shouldn't be said. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, the the main difference is is um, who gets to dictate that you can't say it. Right. My my thing is just like it, it should be up to the individual. And if you say that then obviously you're not protected from society. Technically, you're not even really protected against companies, how they dictate, they they treat you. It's uh, I have a problem when it's it's the public square. For example, um, Facebook, Twitter, that's more or less public square nowadays. You know, mm-hmm. I have a problem when they start banning you because you said something, uh, you know, that wasn't illegal, right? You said something that they didn't like or... Or whatever, and then they 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 ban you because of that, or they silence you because of that. That's when I have a problem. Uh, same thing with the government. I want to know these people and who they are and what their their rhetoric they're they're spewing is. Not only because I want to know who they are, but I want to know their arguments so I can better equip myself to combat those arguments. And in some cases, uh, you know, taking out the racist nonsense and whatnot, but just looking at like uh, leftists or or those on the far right, they may actually have a point. I may not agree with the extreme, the how extreme they are on something, but they may have something that is valid that needs to be looked at. And if they're being silenced, how do we, uh, how, how do we, how do we get that information out there? How do we, how do we, you know, uh, present it to people? So it's, it's a, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer of freedom of speech that is designed to protect the speech that you hate, the speech that you don't like, because if, if, you're hearing speech that you like, you're not going to be trying out there trying to get rid of it, right? You like the speech. It's the speech that you don't like that that we're trying to protect uh, as well as the speech that you do like. So it's um, that, that's just my take on it. I, I want to hear people's um, what they're thinking, what what where their positions are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But see, again, you, you know, I mean, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But we're speaking mm-hmm. on issues mm-hmm. here. Right. I, I think we can agree right. on that. It's on issues. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking at someone that's, um, you know, an outright racist, they're not basing something on issues because they don't see mm-hmm. issues. They see what a person's makeup is. They don't see issues mm-hmm. on something. Yeah, I still think they should have a they should be able to talk their rhetoric on, on the public stage, the public forum or, or in the public square. I, I still think they should have a, have that voice, um, mm-hmm. not because I agree with them, but because we have to be able to combat those ideas, those things 
Racism mm-hmm. is more or less an idea, right? If we right. can't combat that with our own ideas, our own facts, statistics, what have you, science, then maybe that should be a sign that we need to go and uh, brush up on what we know. So I, I, I think it's a in in the in the world of of the free market of ideas, I want exactly that: the free market of ideas. You have bad businesses that fail and should collapse because they're just dead weight, right? They don't bring anything. Same thing with ideas. Some ideas are just bad and dead weight and they should fail. Uh, but I, I think it's uh, it, it's the, the free market of ideas that should decide the society populace to decide what, what is acceptable and what's not. It shouldn't be a government and it shouldn't be a company that's providing uh, a government sanctioned platform status, government sanctioned public square. So that, that's just that's just my thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I like how you make the references in there to um, looking at things well rounded, and you say if you you know you look at something in the sense of racism, well then maybe we need to go back and get more educated. NPR would love to have you on. I think you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> they, they would love to have you on now. Uh, but uh, you know, I heard, oh, yeah, the other yeah. day, I heard I heard I heard uh, last night. I heard gravity is now racist. I did hear that, and I was uh, I listened to the, the teacher that was talking about that. Yeah, unbelievable. Saying that it, it's like it was a white man it, 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 that that discovered it, and it's it's a <laughs> gravity. It, it's a yeah, it's colonialism and blah blah blah. Oh and I'm, I'm kind of like, oh my god, really? Okay, let's let let's test it here. All right, let's take this school book and if it you know i'm not i don't believe in racism and all that or, or you know i don't subscribe to the idea of racism and everything so let, let's just take and is gravity real or not let, let me let me release this book and does it hit oh it hit the floor i'm sorry yep it's uh gravity's real <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> i i don't really i don't get that one is it's just like you're gonna say it's racist and now you're gonna jump off a building and fly like i don't know what the hell you're thinking you're gonna get by saying it's racist. So uh, I, I don't know what the intention is there other I than being a science denier. I could not believe. Well, yeah, but they'll beat you over the head all day with science, you know, real uh-huh. science. And you're uh-huh. you're the science denier if you don't believe that. And it's like, yeah. I cannot, yeah. I cannot, I couldn't believe it. I thought, all right, that's just, that's something out of like a Babylon Bee or something. No, it's right. It's, no. it's actually yeah. not. Uh, it completely baffles me. And that was in a, was that a middle school? It was a middle school teacher, I think. Yeah. I'm just guessing off of the video because it looked like middle school age. Okay. I have a rather interesting topic to discuss here. Um, okay. Bruce, you like the Batman movies, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I like, I, yeah. 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 You, you liked them? I, I don't mean, dislike I, I, them. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't into like, I'm, I'm not into like all that superhero stuff, right? I'm not into all that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, I'm not knocking, not knocking anybody if they are, but okay, fine. But those movies, the ones that were made by Christopher Nolan and starred Christian Bale, they were pretty good. I have to admit they were pretty good. But side issue. He's been cited. Batman has been cited. He is roaming the streets of uh, Santiago, Chile. Yeah, he's down there. Batman, mind you, he's the real one. He's, he's, I mean, he's been cited down there. He says so. And he's walking the streets, delivering food to the homeless. So I've, I've actually seen there's been a few people that have, have done just that and dressed up as superheroes and are doing things like that. And uh, I mean, kudos to him. You know, they're 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 doing something good for the, the community and whatnot. It's uh uh, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of comical in one sense, but at the same time, it kind of gives you a little bit of an anonymity uh, as well. That, that's something I actually like about charity is as I, I want to see people 
you know, um, being helped and, and the, the joy that comes from that. But at the same time, I like being anonymous. I like being, yeah, you know, not, not knowing that I'm, I'm a part of that. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, so I'm on board with that. Honestly, that that's one of the, that's one of the things that's kind of nice about living where I live. You just kind of disappear. If that makes any sense, like mm-hmm. you can be in the public mm-hmm. light, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'll just do my thing, you know, just don't, don't pay any attention to me. But the man who wears a uh, shiny Batman suit, complete with a sanitary face mask, he delivers a few dozen plates of hot food to homeless people throughout the South American capital on a regular basis. So it's not something new. I mean, he does this quite a bit, but. As you said, Bruce, he prefers not to be identified. Quote from him, he says, see, if you can dedicate a little time, a little food, a little shelter, a word sometimes of encouragement to those who need it. He said the disguise was meant to bring good cheer and to unite people. That's what it is, isn't it? You know, sometimes people just need a little bit. You know, it's Mm -hmm. I've always I've always said that if you go around, like, for example, if you're a manager or if you're a boss or or something like that in, in the workplace, do you have any idea what just a little bit of encouragement to an employee will do to their morale? It'll boost them up to, to levels you can't even imagine. If you just walk up to somebody and you say, hey, you did a great job today. That's all you have to say. That's all you have to say. It's surprising just the little things like that. But when you do some of this other stuff like this guy's doing with the charity work and stuff like that, if you give people something to eat, if you give people a little bit of encouragement, speak a little bit of words to them, get to know them a little bit, maybe get them something cold to drink or something hot to drink if it's cold that time of year. Just a little bit of that. It's just a little bit of appreciation, right? It's being it's it's being human, mm-hmm. right? All this all this stuff that we see out there now, all this agenda driven nonsense, all these messages and everything that's designed to make you think that you're not to be charitable. You're not to be the person that's going to go out and help others. The government's going to do that for you. I told you I, I had a, a follower on on Parler say something a couple of weeks ago. That person was trying to be charitable. They were making a donation to their local charity and they were told that they couldn't make a donation unless they had a mask on. Now, what in the hell difference does it make if you've got a mask on or if you don't to drop off some stuff to charity? What, you have a mask on, then you can make a donation? So it somehow alters that donation somehow? It's a lunacy. It's a lunacy. But one of the um, one of the recipients from this guy in the uh, the Batman suit said the, uh, the true sentiment was clear. He said, it's appreciated from one human to another. I mean, that's what you're looking for, right? Just that little bit. And the person that gives their time gives their and dedicates their their own uh you know resources money time what whatever right their, their own well-being they dedicate that to helping someone else that's going to help that person too the person that mm-hmm. dedicates their time yeah yeah it, it really does um I, I know from experience right it's a great feeling knowing you're helping someone or you you're a part of an organization that's helping people you know providing food water uh, the essentials to people that that need it you know it, it is it is a great feeling as much as I really wanted to talk about this morning we're out of time already so yeah it's it, they fly by don't they so we're gonna have to they go do. but anyway okay so later on today again we're going to be covering vaccines with Marty and the upcoming coronavirus vaccine and everything that's going on behind the scenes with it this is as far as we can tell there's not anything that's being discussed in the media about this at all none so we're going to take our time to bring it to you and you can decide what you want to do with the information and we tell you exactly where to go we tell you exactly where we went to find it we just kind of tripped over it we weren't even really looking for it so you will for sure want to check us out later on this afternoon so we are going to have to go and i would say for all these topics and more but we're not going to be talking about any of this stuff this afternoon we're going to be talking vaccines today so thank you for sitting down this morning bruce thank you to all the listeners i hope everyone has a great morning 